Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to Wide Receiver One, a Blue Wire podcast presented by WinBet. I'm your host, Chris Carter, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver. And today I'm talking to Washington football team rising star Terry McLaurin, former Buckeye. The Indianapolis native was a third round draft pick for the Washington football team in the 2019 NFL draft from, as I mentioned, the Ohio State. Terry made an immediate impression once he hit the field with the team. He racked up over 2,000 yards, 145 receptions, 11 touchdowns in his first two seasons. That's all he does is score touchdowns too. But Terry hadn't gotten the recognition he deserves with those impressive numbers. What's Terry McLaurin got to prove this season? Stay tuned for my interview with former Buckeye, Washington football team's best receiver, Terry McLaurin. Welcome to Wide Receiver One, a Blue Wire podcast presented by WinBet. I'm your host, Chris Carter, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver. And today we have from the Washington football team, rising star wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. Now, Terry, I've been knowing you for a lot longer than the other pro football fans. We know you were drafted in 2019 from the Ohio State. But take me back. I know you're, you're a kid that grew up in the Midwest. I know you got an athletic background. Dad has a has a strong um, background. Why did you choose playing the position of wide receiver? Yeah, growing up, I played running back actually like my dad. Um, I love carrying the football. I love running over people, making those big runs. Um, so that's why I kind of got my start loving the game of football as running back. But going into middle school, my dad was like, you know, I think you should switch positions to receiver. And I'm thinking, man. I'm touching the ball just fine at, at running back. What, why do I got to move to receiver? And then he was like, well, I mean, it's just my suggestion uh, because if you want to make it to the NFL, receivers usually have longer careers and there's a lot less hits on your body. So um, when I kind of took that into consideration, I actually moved into the slot uh, my middle school season because uh, I was a lot smaller than a lot of the guys. I didn't hit my growth spurt to high school. And then it kind of just took over from there. But I, I love receiver because – um, the way you could change the game is almost even more dynamic uh, than running backs at times. You've had to be very, very patient um, because I would call you a late bloomer. Even in high school, um, no you doubt. got most of your big time offers with Ohio State. I know came late in your senior season um, before you were mm-hmm. able to commit there. And then even at Ohio State, playing behind a bunch of five star recruits and a bunch of NFL players. Right. What would it say about your, repa- your, your patience 
to, to work on your craft and to become the player that you have? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because um, I, I had to exude a lot of patience throughout my career. Um, going into high school, I wasn't the guy right mm-hmm. away. Um, I didn't start my first varsity game to my junior season in the playoffs. So that's basically the end of my, my junior year. Um, same when I went to college, I went to Ohio State and I registered my first year. Second year, I only played special teams. So I didn't really play receiver at Ohio State to my third year. I only had 11 catches in my sophomore year, uh, redshirt sophomore year. So, I mean, I think it really taught me patience. I think it taught me to really focus on the little things that I needed to do to improve. It made me look myself in the mirror and it, and it allowed me to reflect on the things that I needed to do to get better so I could be prepared for my moment. And I and looking back on it, I wouldn't change anything because I feel like it prepared me for the moment that I had come into the NFL where um, I had put up so much work and time and effort up until this moment to have the opportunity to play in the NFL that I was going to take advantage of that opportunity no, no matter what it was. So um, when I got drafted here in Washington and, you know, they expected me to play special teams and possibly filling that receiver, you know, I was going to embrace that special teams role, but I knew I could I could play receiver at a high level. Um and, you know, I just want to take that opportunity that I would that I received and, and run with it. And so, you know, kind of the mindset I've always had is just to make the most of your opportunities because you don't know how many you're going to get. And when you make the most of those opportunities, you get more and more opportunities. So um, being a late bloomer, it was kind of tough because, you know, you want things to happen right then and right mm-hmm. there and you feel like you're ready. But um, that perseverance um, that I had to to go through and and kind of that. That developmental period really, really prepared me for, you know, where I'm at today. Let's go back to your Ohio State days with the late recruitment by Ohio State. They had a top five recruiting class that year. Um, a number of guys transitioning um, into pro football. You thought you could play there, but you had to be patient because your offer um, didn't come till late. What did that do? for your overall confidence or your overall self-esteem. How did you keep that up? Yeah, I mean, uh, before I got recruited by Ohio State, I, I had a lot of um, um, decent offers that I was, you know, I was just happy that I was going to be able to go to college for mm-hmm. free and have the opportunity to play the game I love. But when Ohio State started recruiting me, it was just different for me. Um, I remember going up for my visit and uh, Coach Combs, who's a defensive coordinator, um, he came up into my school. He was like, Yo, if if you come to camp and you blow it up and you do all these things, you're probably gonna get an offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm like, all right, bet. So I get up there, I run the forty. I'm the fastest dude at the camp. Uh, you know, I win all the one on ones, and I get there, and then I, I go to meet with Coach Meyer, and he was like, you know, we like we like the person you are. You know, we like the player that you are, but, but you know, I, I want to see you improve. <laughs> I want to see you. You know, your ball skills are not quite what we want them to be. Specifically, um, so specifically, point, like, specifically, he wanted you to work on your hands. He thought you were yeah, just a speed guy, more of a track guy. No doubt, no doubt. He 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 got straight to the yeah. point and um, kind of just to like speed up that story a little bit. He told me, "I want you to catch two hundred footballs a day, and in two weeks come back and camp again." Um, so I'm thinking, man, man, like I gotta do all this again. But like it was that it was that challenge mm-hmm. to 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 get better in that challenge to, to improve in such a short amount of time that really allowed me to tap into a, a place that I hadn't tapped into to that point in my career. Um, and come back two weeks later and I'm, I mean, coach Meyer was blown away by the improvement that I had made in just two weeks. So um, when I got that offer, it set everybody else apart because um, if I knew if I could get, 
challenged by that coaching staff mm -hmm. in just two weeks and get better, I can only imagine what four or five years would look like. Coach Meyer coming out of retirement, now coaching in Jacksonville. I know you have a great relationship for him. I know you're very, very fond of him. Um, they named you a captain your senior year, one of the rare things in 132 years of football. Um, there's only a certain number of captains, and you happen to have uh, that distinction added to your name. Will Urban Meyer be successful with his program in the NFL? I think he will. Um, I think if you look at his background, and he's gone to – um, multiple different places and, and been successful. And I think you know, I know, and he knows that the NFL is a different beast. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that um, stands the test of time is, is a strong culture, is, is guys that have a tough mentality and, and guys who play hard from the first snap to the last snap. I think that's what Coach Meyer brings to an organization, to a team, the different mentality, the attention to detail is a lot different. Um, and just he helps you develop a routine. I remember being at Ohio State and he was talking about being a pro before you even got to go to the NFL. So I can only imagine what it's like now that he's coaching pros and what he expects of them and, and what they've already developed over their short amount of time with him. So I think it's obviously going to take some time and some uh, cohesion, but I think that he'll have success um, as time goes on. Uh, thinking about respect, there's not a lot of coaches that have more respect around the league uh, than Ron Rivera. You know, in, no in in the 80s, you know, I was fortunate to play in three different decades, the 80s, 90s, and 2000, but did play against Ron and those Chicago mm -hmm. Bears in, um, in the late 80s there. What are your expectations for the Washington football team this year, given the great leadership that you have there at the head coach? Yeah, I think Coach Rivera is the is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that. Um, and he exudes that every single day. He expects nothing less but the best from us. And um, you know, whether you're doing good or you're doing bad, you're gonna you're gonna know when it comes to Coach Rivera. Mm -hmm. It's that clarity that he brings um to this building that everybody has to uphold to a certain standard. And I think that makes it really easy to for everybody to appreciate what's going on and and what's expected day in and day out. Um, as far as how I expect this season to go, I mean, I just think we got to start from the bottom and, and build back up. Um, I think it's easy to hang our hat on. You know, we had a strong defense. We made the playoffs when people didn't expect us to. We won the division. But um, I feel like you got to start from the ground up if you want to be successful and try to improve from the things last year. I know from an offensive standpoint, we got a lot of new faces. And we're just trying to continue to uh, get a, a rhythm and, a, and mesh during this preseason and this um this preseason time so we could be ready for week one and uh, going into the going into week one and, and throughout this course of the season. I just hope that, you know, we get off to a fast start because sometimes we struggle with that and um, um, and just continue to finish, finish drives and finish plays. You mentioned some familiar faces and there's none around the league more familiar with the beard than Fitz magic and working with him this off season, what have you seen from Fitzmagic? What's he going to bring to the passing game? Because everywhere he goes, good things have happened. Yeah, I, I like I like playing with Fitz a lot. Um, just from the simple standpoint of um, the confidence that he brings to an offense, a group of guys um, that he has the utmost faith in and belief in that he's going to give you opportunities to make plays down the field. He's going to put you in the right place to be successful. And he likes to have fun doing it. And I think you never are panicking when Fitz is in there playing quarterback. Uh, so far, 
throughout the preseason and, and camp. You know, we've had good plays. We've had bad day, uh, bad plays. But um, I think he's done a really good job of keeping things even kill. And um, but also there's a attention to detail and there's assertiveness that he brings that, you know, that what we need to get done. So especially like, the you know, those third downs, those mm-hmm. situational football um, scenarios that we go through through the preseason. Uh, he's very, very um, detail oriented when it comes to those situations. And I think that's going to bode well for us um, come season time. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I remember meeting you at Ohio State and, and talking to the wide receiver coaches and the people around the mm-hmm. team. And they always talked about your, you were mature beyond your years. Um, mm-hmm. You had a faith um, that was consistent, especially for a, a, a young person. Mm-hmm. But you love the game of football. And you're always trying to develop. Mm-hmm. You're in your third year in the NFL. People say between year one and two, that's your biggest years of development. But mm-hmm. some people don't make it to year three. I believe that that right. year three is the, really the step out type of season. Mm-hmm. Given you've been already over a thousand yards one season, you got over 2000 for a career and just two short seasons, 11 touchdowns. Give me some numbers and expectations what we should as football fans. And I'm a fantasy football owner. What kind of numbers should I expect from Scary Terry? It's hard for me to predict because each each season is so different. You know, we got a new quarterback and obviously um, that could be different. But I mean, I, I still expect myself to put up really solid numbers. Um, most importantly, I want to stay healthy and play throughout this whole season. I haven't been able to do that yet um, in my first few years. Um, so that's, that's priority number one, but, um, you know, you want to have those big goals of having a thousand yards and having as many touchdowns as possible, but I want to be that guy that's, um, consistently making those plays down the field, those 50, 50 balls, um, more, I want those to kind of be more 60, 40, 80, 20, you know what I mean? Like where Fitz has no, no doubt in the mind, in his mind that the ball is going to come down to 17's hands or nobody else. So um, I just want to bring that dominance to the outside position and play wide receiver. I want to be able to be versatile and move in the slot and do whatever, do whatever is asked of me in this offense. And just kind of be like that guy. Um, you know, everybody knows where the ball is going and you still make the play. I think that's what separates the good from the great receivers, the guys that could do it down in, down out, game in, game out. And, um, and you make the big plays when you need them most. You've always been underrated, always yeah. someone ranked ahead of you, receivers drafted in front of you. No doubt. And, and typically, and I look at articles and everything, they start talking about the young group of receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. People are they talking about DK, Metcalf, A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown. As far as that third year, they should be mentioning you. Right. How do you keep that fire burning and that chip on your shoulder that, yeah. you've, that you've had on your shoulder since you were a teenager? 
Well, I think it, there's nothing new for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, you know, I've, I've never really been the guy that everybody talks about, um, which that doesn't bother me at all. I've never really looked at lists or rankings for validation or the lack thereof validation, you know? So um, I just go in there and work, try to be the best person I could be, be the best leader I could be and be the best player. And, you know, talking never wins the game. So I, that's why I never really go get in the back and forth and, um, with uh, people online or just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm on my own journey. I'm in my own lane. And um, if I can continue to get better, I feel like I'll, I'll be right where I need to be. But I've never really needed the recognition, nor have I ever really had it. So it's nothing really new for me. Um, um, but I have confidence in my ability. I know my teammates have confidence in my ability. I'm just going to continue to be myself and and, and continue to improve. But um, it's cool to be a part of such a great group of receivers in the league nowadays just got so many different talented guys and um but it doesn't really bother me that I'm not really in that in that in that talk I'm just going to see what happens on Sundays I know this offseason you spent some time um with the guy who really was way under the radar Doug Baldwin mm-hmm. um, former Seattle Seahawks wide receiver end up having a great career yeah um him and I got into a back and forth before that receiver group developed, I was on a TV show and mm-hmm. I said that the wide receivers are the appetizer, the running game with Marshawn Lynch. They are the main entree. Man, he mm-hmm. took offense to that. <laughs> and who are some guys that you not only model yourself after, but you've learned things from guys that have played the game in the past or guys currently playing? I think Doug was, uh, is a guy that I've, you know, obviously we have the same agent, but him and him and I are very like minded in the way we approach the game, um, the tenacity. Um, we may be a little quiet, but our, our actions speak louder than our words. We need some um, quiet receivers, though, man. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but but best believe, like, I think what Doug and I have in common is, you know, we're not going to back down at the same time. We may be quiet, but like, um, you know, we're not going to back down from anybody. And I think he's been a great mentor for me because. Uh, of what he he brought to the game at the receiver position from a toughness standpoint, from his releases, from his mindset, the way he attacked the game. I got to connect with him over the offseason. And, uh, you know, I went out to Seattle and we got some work in. And um, he really helped me with the mentality of how to approach route running, releases especially. That was kind of what I really wanted to emphasize Mm -hmm. on this offseason. And um, he's a man of faith as well, which that we share that in common. And um, a lot of our journey in life, um, is a lot similar, um, but the faith that we share is kind of something that um, also helps us be, both being believers and um, just a mentor, that a guy that who's been where I wanted to go, Pro Bowls, Super Bowls. Um, that's what I want to do in my career. So it was no better teacher than him. And I think I was very, very fortunate in my rookie year to have a really, I, I call them OGs, but some some greats. I mean, I think Gold Jacket guys, uh, AP, um, Adrian Peterson, I had him just that workhorse that bring your hat mm-hmm. to, to work mentality. He came to, and brought it to practice every single day. You know what I mean? Vernon Davis, the cerebral part of the game, to how to be a pro, how to take care of your body. All the people that I use um, in this area to take care of my body are from Vernon Davis. And, you know, my, my receiver coach at the time, Ike Hillier, who, who played in the NFL as well, um, really helped me with the receiver position and, and how to uh, attack playing this game and having the confidence to do it. So I was very fortunate my first year to have such great mentors, guys that I still try to keep in contact with, with time to time, 
um, that really have helped me up until this point. What have you done physically this off season to mm-hmm. kind of get your body? You talked about not yeah. being able to um, maintain your health throughout the seasons. Um, I played 16 seasons. I think 13 of the, of the 16 seasons, I played 15 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it becomes mm-hmm. one of the hallmark traditions of, yeah. you know, being good is being available. Most definitely. What have you done this off season so that you can reap the benefits um, come November, December? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost was just my, uh, at the end of the season, I was kind of beat up just from, you know, the wear and tear of the season. I had two high ankle sprains. So my first objective was to kind of just get those under control, get the strength back, get the mobility back. Um, and a lot of the things I was doing in the off season um, in Indianapolis where I was training was with, you know, the physical therapist that was really helping me um, get where I needed to be functionality wise so I could start building my strength back up. And, um, you know, I got to repping, you know, 355 on back squats and, and 255 mm. eight times on bench. You know what I mean? Just I've always been a very big believer. You know, Mickey Marotti from Ohio State, like he's big on being strong no matter what position yes. you are. And it, and it goes a long way um, playing receiver and being durable. Your body has to be able to take that stress, that pounding, uh, especially for 17 games now. So um, I took great pride in that. Um, I got with our nutritionist, Jake here and, and, and try to get some supplements that really help, you know, my, my soft tissue muscles and my vitamin D, my bones and things like that. Just little things that I could do to help um, keep my body weight up during the course of the season. I'm basically trying to, you know, put, put stuff in the bank right now. So when the season comes by week 12, I'm still 208 pounds and running mm-hmm. fast and strong and not have any ailments. So I think this off season was to recover, but also, you know, get some things in my body and, and build up, um, some durability. What should we be looking for 2021 season, the Washington football team? Been through a lot of controversy yeah. off the field, especially last year. Right. On the field, as far as players, mm-hmm. the availability of the quarterbacks, um, the Alex Smith story. Now Alex right. is gone. What should we expect from a football standpoint of the team that plays in Washington? Um, I think first – first two things that come to my mind are hunger and uh and toughness um i think it's been a really tough uh off season for us i think um preseason has been tough we've been going at each other nonstop, and we're very hungry i don't think like mm-hmm. it's crazy you wouldn't even think that we made the playoffs last year the way we're walking around the building because it just felt like you know it was yeah it's nice to make it but you want to make some noise when you get there and um you know people want to uh you know, make predictions here and there, but we don't we don't really sit in relish in that what we did last year. I think we're very hungry to show what we can do this year to show that we're a complete team, not just offense, not just defense, um, but we're a complete team that's going to be tough and play for four quarters. I think um, if we could have faster starts than we did last year and finish games stronger, then um, I think we were going to have a good chance to, to win a lot of football games. And um, I think we have a lot more depth than we did, um, obviously, too. So, I'm really looking forward to the additions that we have and the guys that we have coming back um, and looking forward to a fun season. Uh, Terry, thanks for joining it, uh, joining me. Um, I greatly appreciate it. I'm not going to forget the story. I remember you were drafted and um, you had gone to minicamp. Mm-hmm. And I think you were you were in New York City. I was there doing a show and you and I just happened to bump into each yeah. other. And I asked you, how did minicamp go? And you're like, it was pretty good. And I was like, what do you think about the speed and everything? And you told me immediately, you look right at me and you said, 
I'm going to be starting there. Yeah. Now I know that they thought you were going to be a special teams player, like at Ohio State, and but you told me immediately I'm yeah. going to be a starter, and, and I believe you. And you went there and became a starter. Now going into your third year, you'll be a third year starter. I hope football fans become a lot more familiar with Terry McLaurin because I've been familiar with him the last several years because he's a Buckeye. But good luck to you and the Washington as you guys uh, power through the 2021 um, season and stay healthy. And God bless you, bro. Appreciate you, CC. It's always love, man. Buckeye love. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks to Terry McLaurin. And thanks for listening to Wide Receiver One, a Blue Wire podcast presented by WinBet. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Carter. Catch you next week.